Hey guys, it's Annika and Jude, and welcome back to another episode of The Truth of Youth. It's honestly crazy that it's already been over a month since the release of our first episode. I know, with school starting this year again, I feel like we've both been like so busy, so we haven't really had a chance to catch up in a while. So Jude, what's been going on? Um, I sort of still live a very boring life. I wake up, I go to school, I row, I desperately do homework, and then I fall asleep at like 10. Uh, so that's about it. I don't like I've just yeah, this, but the past few weeks have been busy. I will say that I'm sort of looking forward to this weekend more than I have looked forward to other weekends. Yeah, that's definitely true, because I think when we first released our first episode, we had just started school. It was like that first week, which obviously like we have no work going on. And then like slowly as the weeks have progressed, it's just been like more and more and more until like right now it's like an insane amount and like everything's like really overwhelming. And then like both of us do sports, you know, you have rowing, I have field hockey and like with games and practice and everything like that and just trying to like study for tests. And then it honestly, it makes the weekends much more exciting versus when you were like in like elementary and middle school, the weekends are just like there. But when you're in high school, it's like you really look forward to the weekends. Yeah, it makes you appreciate it more. Yeah. And it's not even like you're like gonna do something over the weekend. It's like you hike, you just want to sleep. You're just like, yeah. I want to do nothing. I want to rest my brain. Like, okay. I think we, I think everyone takes sleeping for granted when they're younger, but then like in high school, like that's the only thing you want to do. Like I would kill to go to bed at like seven right now. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Now that we've had a chance to catch up, let's go on with this episode as well. So Annika and I are both big Grey's Anatomy fans and making an episode about the show was one of the first thoughts we, that came to mind when we were first starting out with this podcast. We had a whole notes app with lots of little things that we were going to talk about in our interview because we were like, got to be so prepared. We had a whole thing and one of them was a, a thing about Grey's Anatomy. Yes. So if you are a Grey's Anatomy fan, then I think you can understand how this is a subject that we can actually talk about for like many hours because it's been going on for like so many years. There's like so much drama, so much like emotions that go through the show. Um, And even if you have not watched the show, I would one highly recommend it. And maybe after listening to this episode, it will convince you to try it. Yes. We are very excited to get into our first media episode. And as always, make sure to reach out to us on Instagram or via email if you have feedback or suggestions. With that, Annika, are you ready to get into this episode? Yeah, Jude, let's do it. So we are going right back into our three traditional truth of today questions, which we haven't done in a couple episodes. So Jude, do you want to read the first one? Yeah. Our first question is, Grey's Anatomy has been running for 19 years, making it the sixth longest running primetime show in television history. What has made the show so appealing for its viewers that span across generations? So this question is really interesting because when I first started watching Grey's Anatomy, I remember my mom was like, oh yeah, like we watched that like when I was younger too. And it's honestly like really interesting because when you're watching like season one, it doesn't feel dated. Like it doesn't feel like it was like 19 years ago when they first started filming it. 
So I think one of the really cool things that they've done is it doesn't like I feel like shows like Friends and stuff like when you watch that first episode it does kind of feel dated but for Grey's Anatomy like I'll go back and I'll rewatch the first season and I'll be like wait a second this could have been filmed like yesterday and I honestly couldn't tell. So like I think that part's pretty interesting so that it appeals to our generation especially because it doesn't feel that old and I think like one of the reasons that I didn't like Friends I know it's unpopular because a lot of people like the show Friends but I didn't like it because I thought it felt super dated and I was like you know this is something that like my parents definitely watched but like I can never get into it yeah I mean to to respond to your comment about Friends I do like Friends but I never watched I think there's like nine seasons and they all have like 20 or 30 episodes in them I did enjoy it, but like I never binged watched the nine seasons. Like I would watch like a season or two and then I'd take a break and come back to it. Like, so I did find that with Grey's Anatomy, I could just sort of watch episode after episode. Like I would just go on and on and on. And these are like 40 to 50 minute episodes on every single one. And I would just be like plowing through them, procrastinating and like all of that good stuff. But I do actually, um, really like it I think that it sort of balances well between like medical stuff like actually really like getting into like the medical stuff and them training to be um surgeons and stuff like that but then also having this soap opera drama like on the side but it's not ridiculous like it's sort of somewhat believable to the extent that you feel like you're like oh that's like so stupid like that would never happen in real life you know what I'm saying yeah because like one of the things I think about is why is it that Grey's Anatomy is so much more popular than even other medical dramas? So like, I don't know, Jude, have you watched The Good Doctor? Because I know that's a show that some people like, and also New Amsterdam was another medical drama that came out. Um, so those were like medical dramas and I'd actually tried both of them. And I watched The Good Doctor for a while, but I think that the characters in Grey's Anatomy were much more relatable and well-developed compared to New Amsterdam and The Good Doctor. And also like the drama was so much more intense. And I know like drama is not the only reason you're gonna watch a show. Like like you mentioned, Grey's Anatomy has such a good balance between like actual like medical things and then like the drama that makes everyone like super interested and like wanna keep going and stuff. So I think that they kind of found the perfect balance in that. And then I also think that the characters, like there's so much diversity among the cast which I think has made it appealing for some people. It's like, I think when you're looking at like the cover of like the new season and you see like, you know, representation across like all different ethnic groups and also like they have really good LGBTQ plus representation. I feel like that definitely can draw people to it. Yeah, I do. I definitely know that. And I think that the other thing is, is something I noticed, it's actually like a very American tv show sort of thing because in like most of the like the programs and the tv shows that come off like the bbc are usually like much shorter like six or seven episodes and usually they don't run for that many seasons it's like four or five at most um and that's like something that i've like noticed a lot and a lot of that time i think that works well because you like don't burn out the storyline and sort of milk it as a franchise rather than like an actual story Mm -hmm. Thing that I've noticed about Grey's Anatomy is even though it's been running for like God knows how many seasons, it it like it doesn't it doesn't sort of stay the same. It doesn't have each episode doesn't necessarily have the same structure. There's enough change in characters that there's like that you feel like they've they're not stuck in like one time. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's so much 
evolution throughout it that like some people don't like that because it's not the same characters and some characters die off and things like that but it's like I think there's enough change that it keeps it interesting because if you watched season one and then you tried to watch like season 14 like you would not know what the heck was going on like there'd be too many changes you know what I mean which I feel like is sort of like a good sign because it means that every season is not the same yeah because when you think about medical dramas and stuff like that I honestly think there's only so many like different crazy medical catastrophes that can happen before they start getting repetitive and I will say that neither of us I don't think either of us have completely watched the past season you might have but I haven't I just honestly haven't had time to but I want to for sure and I think one of the things that everyone's saying is that they're like kind of trying to repeat the first season like they're trying to mirror the characters of the original season with like Meredith George like Alex Izzy and Christina they're trying to mirror those characters with the new characters so they're almost trying to do like they're trying to mirror it but like in an intentional way which part of me is kind of like oh that's a great idea like people always reminisce about like the original cast like oh such like a sentimental part and now they're trying to recreate them with characters that are kind of really similar to them but at the same time it's like you are then repeating storylines so in terms of like characters being repeated I do think that that might be a little boring in my opinion but what I've noticed is that the medical dramas I feel like the actual medical situations are not repeated that often like I haven't really had an episode where I'm like oh you did this before like this medical case has already come up and it's like boring because yada 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 like they're always managing to create like new crazy medical catastrophes which almost sounds bad but they're really interesting to watch yeah I mean something else I thought would be like worth mentioning is I mean I don't necessarily like objectively it is like also like a very attractive cast you know what I mean like yes. yeah, everyone in that it that like a lot of them are attractive but like I can say that like it's a very like attractive cast like it does sort of like have a that 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 it, that could be sort of alluring yeah and like on, like it's sad that this is the case but in today's current age and within our generation when young people see a very attractive cast and, um I feel like they're more immediately drawn to it because, you know, they see, like, that superficial aspect, and they're like, oh, you know, like, I wouldn't mind watching, like, a bunch of very attractive people for, like, 40 minutes. That might be the first thing that draws them to the show, and then I know, like, on TikTok especially, like, you know, like, talking about how attractive the cast is, all this stuff, Um, so I think that does give it some popularity, like, the whole McDreamy, McSteamy thing, like, I think we've all, we've all seen those TikToks, and it's, like, you know, that is definitely a reason why it's so popular. I have to say that, if the cast were not as attractive, I can't guarantee that people would still watch it at the rate which they do. Um, and people still obsess over these characters like Patrick Dempsey, you know, like who plays Derek for people who haven't maybe watched yet. Um, people still go crazy over him, even though he's like much older now. So like they still all have that like spark to them and like everyone's still like really into their actors. Like some people might be like, wow, the only reason people are watching this show is because it has an attractive cast that's very superficial. But at the same time, I feel like that's very true in the media industry overall. Like in order to be an actor in this day and age, you do have to be attractive, which is like, it's kind of upsetting to hear that, I guess. Because like sometimes it's less to do with your ability and more to do with your appearance. Um, And I think like to go back to it, that is like something that was like pretty good that they did have pretty early on, especially for a show that's been running from nine, like for 19 years is like, diversity especially like in terms of like having representation of the lgbtq community like i feel like 
think there is some sort of like I would I think that should be like appreciated to an extent because I guess you could say they were kind of before like not before their time but like they were putting it you know it they was were early point. for sure like compared early. to these other shows like you it was in the first like first or second season when like Callie was like you know experimenting you know coming out as bisexual like that was like not they, they didn't wait until like season 10 to start doing that like it happened kind of early yeah for sure and then also just like I think I had mentioned like ethnic diversity too like it's not an all-white cast I think that should be like like you can see it like there was like Burke there was Bailey like there's Richard like all these main characters they are of color yeah. which is important too and like I know in shows like The Good Doctor and stuff when I watch them you don't see as much um representation like there is some but like I can like confidently say in Grey's Anatomy that I have seen like either a doctor probably most like mostly doctors from like every ethnic group which I think is important because when you're watching tv I can say at least in my like in my opinion you kind of want to see representation on there like it's nice to see somebody who like you connect with on television getting representation um especially if you're a minority group when it's not like just all like white blonde hair blue eye actors like you know you're seeing representation especially when they represent like minority groups like I said like if they're part of the LGBTQ plus community and it's like really really normalized on Grey's Anatomy like there are tons of LGBTQ plus characters yeah I think we had a good discussion of that topic like I yeah okay uh would you like to read the next question Annika I definitely will so um our second question is how has the show altered our perspectives on what it is like to be a surgeon? Is this an impact negative or positive? And how has this impacted how young people see a career in medicine? Um, okay. As someone who does want to study medicine, who wanted to study medicine before I watched Grey's Anatomy, I would say after doing my research, it really romanticizes like becoming a surgeon. Like I feel like people don't appreciate the fact that you're spending like almost a decade of medical school like just like to become a fully fledged surgeon and whatever you're doing mm-hmm. um and so it's not like you know obviously being a surgeon is like a good job once you're there but it's sort of like an insane amount of work and I think that you know you're not gonna go and like start your residency or like anything like that in a hospital and it's not gonna be like like Grace Lode Memorial like there's not gonna be that much drama all of the doctors aren't gonna be that attractive like I, I just think that it does definitely romanticize it to an extent yeah uh, which is really bad I do think that even if it does romanticize it though it does encourage people to want to do medicine just because it sort of puts the idea in their head which could be a, like a good thing it sort of like is an encouragement because people see that like oh like being a doctor might be cool and you know we always need more doctors so yeah like Uh, like on one hand like you said like oh it's great people are watching Grey's Anatomy and they're like seeing a career in medicine but then you like I don't know how many people watch Grey's Anatomy and like that's the sole reason they're going to become a doctor like I I have to have have some faith that people actually have an interest in like the medical field or like biology or anything like that because if they don't if the sole reason that people are becoming doctors today is because of Grey's Anatomy then I think we have some real issues in the future of our doctors um, because they might not be as well trained as we would want them to be so I hope they do have some sort of interest but I think that Grey's Anatomy definitely is not realistic we've talked about this like we don't even know how accurate like the medical data is in the show. I think that I, I like I had heard some interview where like they do use real terms, but like obviously some of the medical things like they could probably not happen or they'd be extremely rare. So 
on one hand, like it does get people's hopes up because it isn't realistic, but that kind of circles back to our first question of why people like it so much because it isn't realistic. It's like offers kind of an escape from reality for once. So on one hand, it's like, oh yeah, it's not realistic. So maybe if you like don't have any interest in bio and like you, the reason for being a doctor is Grey's Anatomy, that might be a slight problem. Um, but, you know, I, I have faith that most people who have watched Grey's Anatomy and are deciding to become doctors actually have an interest in the subject because that would be really concerning if they didn't. <laughs> I think something that I do always like, like half-heartedly giggle at is like, there was a time where people would be like, oh, like there's a med on TikTok and it would be like, oh, there's a medical emergency going on. And someone's like, no, like step aside. I've watched all like 16 seasons of Grey's Anatomy. I know exactly what I'm doing. He's got a subdural hematoma, like that kind of stuff. Like I did like giggle at that. And honestly, like it is kind of funny. I do think it also sort of creates like the show itself outside of like being about medicine. Like it is sort of like somewhat a cult following in some ways, you know what I mean? people who watch it like really watch it like if you're not into it you don't finish like the whole thing yeah it reminds me of like the Harry Styles fans who are like die because I just like he's the first artist that came to mind like who are diehard Harry Styles fans and like that's their entire personality and like I will say I had like a big big Grey's Anatomy like phase where like that was everything I wanted to do and to be fair to circle back to this question when I had my big Grey's Anatomy phase like I honestly I don't watch it as much as I used to I still love the show but like honestly I just ran out of time um I did want to be a surgeon for a hot second there when I was watching Grey's Anatomy and then I realized that I do not like biology or like medicine or anything like that so like that's probably not the right direction for me to go to through and then also like when you realize how difficult medical school and residency is because they do try and portray it with like April failing her boards and all this stuff and it's like oh no like it's not guaranteed success but then most characters do have a success story like April comes back you know Owen hires her back and then she's like head of trauma or whatever and like you know so they most care most characters do have like a success story which honestly isn't true because I think that there are a lot of times when like doctors or surgeons are faced with predicaments and like there's like there's no second chance for them but then what you were saying about like people being like oh step aside I've watched all 16 seasons of Grey's Anatomy I know how to save a life part of it I won't lie I've learned a lot of medical terms from Grey's Anatomy like if I've heard like if I was in a hospital I feel like I could pick up on a couple of the terms they're talking about and it definitely helped me through like biology class last year when we were talking about like the anatomy of a heart or something and like they're talking about like the left ventricle or something like it's like simple stuff like that but like honestly I probably wouldn't have done research on that myself but because I've heard it on Grey's Anatomy I was like oh that's kind of familiar like that like I, I, I recognize that yeah I mean, I'm going to be honest, Annika, I think I may have seen your want to be a surgeon, like, die in your eyes in this biology class. It was like, there was, there was moments you were, you were considering your life choices. Staring yes, at I, I won't lie. Bio, bio last year was a bit of a struggle. Um, so it, that, that kind of did um, make, make me realize that biology might not be for me. <laughs> But, like, I have to say, I enjoyed bio, but it was, like, a lot. Like, there was so many flashcards. Yeah, like, the amount of memory, like, we were just doing, like, honors biology in freshman year. Like, it wasn't, like, it's, like, nowhere near the extent of everything you have to learn, even in, like, college, when if you decide to go pre-med, and then through med school, residency, like, if you do a fellowship, and then you're an attending, all that stuff. Like, the amount of school and the amount of time and dedication it takes, like, Honestly, I don't think we can even imagine that, but 
I think that, yeah, because like it doesn't, the show doesn't really do justice to how much work there is because, um, you know, you're involved with all like the drama and the emotion and like there's a plane crash and there's a shooting and all this stuff. And like, yeah, there's there's a lot of work and you see like residents and like it's even attendings getting really stressed out and having like big mental breakdowns and stuff like that. But like for the most part, I feel like it doesn't exactly show the amount of like pressure and like stress that um, when you're a resident or an intern that you're under. Um, so people might get the wrong idea, like, oh, it's going to be so much fun, you know, being a surgeon, saving lives. And, you know, there is part of that because it's such a rewarding job, like being able to say, like, yeah, I saved someone's life today. I feel like that's like a reward that nobody can even like <laughs> talk. Yeah, I feel like there is a balance of that. And like in the impo- like in the hard times where you're like, oh, like someone died on the table today. Like, I feel like we should also appreciate the fact that. Yeah, but, that. you know, I feel like in my opinion, I think the show has done a decent job with how the surgeons cope with loss because there's been a lot of times like I don't know do you remember this when like there was like this like series of episodes where like there was some like staph infection or something going around and it was because like Bailey had like a hole in her gloves or something and like a bunch of patients died from infection and stuff like that so she lost like a whole bunch of patients and you just see like a roller coaster of emotions going through her kind of like no like denial and then suddenly she's like freaking out and then like the immediate guilt and then she just like completely breaks down so even aside from like the drama with like relationships and stuff like that the show also does cover what it's like to deal with grief and what it's like to deal with loss and like those are pretty deep emotions that it's able to go through and I think that it does a pretty good job representing those like you can only sit there and like feel like the utmost like sympathy and like maybe empathy if you've been in that position before um for these characters so I do think that it does a good job of displaying some emotions that just go aside from like the drama Mm -hmm. that was we did sort of stray from the question but we you know I'll accept it Um, be straight from the question but I think our our main point is that it's altered our perspectives on being a surgeon and that it has romanticized the experience the experience completely yeah at the same time it has like it it has given people the knowledge of like some medical terms and things like that which could be helpful I won't like I won't lie you know maybe if like somebody is like in pain or something I can like run in with my Grey's Anatomy skills and maybe not do it correctly but at least I can sound good saying it because I'm going to use some (laughs) Grey's Anatomy themed language that'll make me sound like I know what I'm doing um okay we're going to move on to our last question who are our favorite characters, relationships, and plot lines, or least favorite, and why? Okay, I was really excited about this question. Not that I wasn't excited about the first two, but this one got me really excited. Yeah, because you get to gossip about not I get to people. gossip about my favorite and least favorite characters. Okay, favorite character, dude, quick, go. Off the top of your head. Honestly, from the first seasons, I really liked, like, Izzy. No. Please say yes. Wait, no, I changed my mind. I liked Izzy when she was having like a mental breakdown and would just bake muffins and stuff like that. Like I thought that was really okay. Funny. That was actually relatable because sometimes that was really relatable when like, you're like I'm, really stressed out and you're just baking. It's the therapy for it. Yeah, no, no, it's like I've got at least like six paragraphs to the next day, and I'm just downstairs like making a mug cake that I looked up on like Google like five minutes ago. But yes. Outside of that, I think Christina would be my favorite. Like. I like the I like the sort of like relatable parts of Izzy, but sometimes she's like really annoying in the first few. Yeah, seasons. I um, think yeah, I think I that Christina is relatable too, in my opinion. Like I can sometimes relate to her, and like 
the amount of like pressure she puts on herself to succeed. And there's a lot of students in school that like I know I've talked to and like just that I've like heard about who like the amount of pressure they put on themselves to succeed. And I feel like that's really represented in Christina's character. Like, you know, she might be portrayed as like this cold hearted woman who like only cares about being a surgeon and like that's her one goal in life. But then again, you look around and you see like students who are like putting so much pressure on themselves to do well because they feel like this is like their only way you know they need to get into college they need to do all these things to succeed in life so I think that she accurately represents some of those emotions at least like in my opinion I I really related to her in that aspect but she's definitely she's probably not my favorite character I would say I think my favorite character is um April what Annika no I have lost at least 60% of my respect for you. No, I genuinely do not understand you. Her character arc is not good enough for her to be your favorite character. Her character arc is amazing. That's why I like her so much. So we start out with April she's being too like- annoying. Like you, she's too annoying. But you, you should start out where she's like very, very like, con- like she's really nervous. Like she's so scared about like messing up all this stuff. Like she's really annoying at the beginning. I'll be the first to say that. I, I call that the brunette April phase. And then like slowly but surely as she gains her confidence after being fired twice, which, you know, wasn't ideal. And then I think especially after she came back from the military, when like after she lost like the baby, she came back and I feel like she was a completely different person. Like she was very dedicated, like very strong, like very independent. She wasn't like relying on anyone like Jackson or anyone like that. Um, So I think that was like my, I don't know. Okay. You know, I think it's unfair for me to call her my favorite character. I'd say she had the best character development of the entire show. That's my opinion. Sounds to me like you're backpedaling fast because you're feeling the heat from everyone who's going to listen to this podcast and hear someone say that April is their favorite character. I don't, I think that she's like, especially towards the later seasons, I think she's a really, really good character. Okay. And like everything that happened with her, like, you know, she had like a crisis of faith and stuff. And like, I personally can't relate to that, but I know that other people probably can. And like, I don't know. I think that she was like one, a very relatable character. Um, and I think that she had like a range of emotions throughout the entire series. Like she went from like being, like I said, she went from being really nervous to like very hardcore, very stubborn, very strong-willed. Um, and I think that she did like a great job portraying those emotions. So I, I really liked her. I really like Christina. I mean, I have to say I do like Sandra O oh a lot. Oh, she's Sandra O oh is an amazing actress. Yeah, my mom would be when we when we were watching Killing Eve. I was like, oh, I just think her character's like she's kind of annoying and I'm like that's probably because it's supposed she's supposed to have that vibe mom like I was like don't disrespect Sandra me and Sandra are on a first name basis and they're like practically best yeah friend. like and if she's being annoying it's probably because like that's what her character is supposed to be because she's such an amazing actor exactly exactly um but I really like Sandra oh I really liked in it like I just liked her like sort of like attitude like she's very sarcastic like I mm-hmm. I mean you can probably speak to the fact that like at least like 70% of the time I'm really sarcastic yeah you have like the same sense of humor so that's what I've realized like you'll both make like really witty but really sarcastic jokes that like sometimes can come off as mean but <laughs> if you don't mean it like you mean it with like love and all that stuff so I can like I feel like you and Christina have a lot in common I can say that as your friend thanks thanks I'll you know I'll take that as a um as a compliment I did appreciate that favorite relationship can be romantic or platonic okay to be perfectly honest, I thought Meredith and Derek were very toxic. Um, yes. So people say that that's realistic. And I can't say that that's true or not. Because it's not like I've been in like a relationship where like I'm married or something like that. Like, I don't know. Yeah, what we can both speak to that, Annika. 
Yeah, like I don't think we can say what marriage looks like. You know, perhaps they're like they're all obviously are up and downs, ups and downs. But I just think that especially season eleven, my least favorite season, because Meredith and Derek were so frustrating throughout the entire season. They were like constantly fighting all this stuff, and like he was being so rude and like you know comparing her to her mother. I just remember that one line where he's like, "Wow, you sound exactly like your mother" and stuff like that. So I thought that they were pretty toxic then, and just the fact that he was always undermining her, like as she was like you know gaining the ranks and like becoming like very successful he like honestly probably he couldn't deal with that because he still saw her as like the the little intern she once was he was like looking yeah. up to him so I thought they were really toxic so that's why my favorite relationship was Lexi and Mark I, I was really happy that they ended up having both characters leave the show at the same time because it would not have been the same if like Lexi had just died and Mark had like continued or, or like had stayed on for the show or vice versa I feel like that just wouldn't do it justice yeah, no, I think I really liked um, Lexi and Mark. Like, I thought that Mark, like, even though he was a sort of, like, a player, like, a little bit, like, mm, overly sexual sometimes, very full of himself, like, you could tell that, like, at heart, he was just, like, a little sweetheart, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he did yeah. want to be friends with Derek, even though he had an affair with his wife. Mm. Yeah. Um, He also just, like, him and Lexi were really cute together. And I really liked Lexi's character, actually. Like, I just thought that she was, like, very sweet, but also, like, when she needed to be, she was, like, gritty enough. Then she died under a plane, which was yeah. really quite something. You know, I liked Amelia and Link before they completely ruined Link's character in, like, one of the recent seasons. Um, because, like, they were so good together, especially when they had, like, Scout and everything. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a relationship with Amelia where, like, it finally works out because I love Amelia's character um but then he ended up being super toxic and now I'm like no I'm really glad that that ended well because it's like he didn't even like give Amelia time you know what I mean like yeah. she was oh I don't want to get married and she and I feel like honestly like if their relationship it continues it as it was like they 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 had a relationship which was practically like marriage like if and I feel it like it was I know that, like, I understand that that could be hard to accept for him, but, like, maybe over time she would have eventually become, like, so comfortable. She would have been, like, at this point, marriage is just a formality that I yeah. might be, like, more comfortable with. Because I think that, like, that goes, like, do you remember how Meredith and Derek got married on a poster, right? So, like, yeah. the actual process of legally getting married wasn't that important to them. Like, for some people, like, for Callie in Arizona, it was important because, like, they were, like, getting legally, they were getting married because, like, it was a big deal for them as being part of the LGBTQ plus community. But for Amelia and Link, like, maybe it's not that big a deal because, yeah, they were practically married. They had a kid together. They were, like, taking care of, like, all of Meredith's kids when she had COVID. And, like, they were practically married. So, like, I think Amelia was just really scared of, like, labels and stuff like that, which is understandable. That happens in the real world today when people just, you know, are really afraid of putting a label on it and being, like, officially married. Because if something goes wrong, you know, then it's, like, uh. But then you can also understand from Link's perspective, like, by being married, like, it doesn't just mean that you can break up one day. Like, it's a process to go through a divorce. And, like, you know, being married really, like, binds you to somebody. It's, like, in sickness and in health. So, um, I think that, I, yeah, I think that Amelia might have been able to come around if Link just gave her more time. But at the same time, like, I can understand, like, he really wanted commitment and to, like, settle down. And he wanted that label, but she wasn't ready. Yeah, I didn't like his character in the last one. Um, no. who's, who's your least favorite character? Oh, my least favorite character. I hated Burke. You see, Burke, I sort of didn't like, but I understood why his character was necessary. I didn't like Burke because, um, well, one, the way he exited was, like, so frustrating, the way he left Christina at the altar. I hated that. 
but then also I never really liked them together in the beginning so I was kind of like it's okay but then I also didn't like how they brought him back at the end do you remember this like Christina goes I didn't like that I thought like you know you can leave them like leave that storyline as it was like don't try and do some redemption arc for Berg like I don't like that it wasn't even a redemption arc I actually don't think it was more of like Christina overtaking him which I thought was good like she went took over his hospital like all of that kind of stuff and was like gonna improve it like she'd sort of like she was like younger than he was better than he was like I sort of like I didn't like I didn't like him enough to let him be redeemed yeah Um, and so that was sort of thing I have to say I didn't like Christina and Owen either the relationship yeah it just was like not because either of them were particularly bad just because it was so dysfunctional that it was like frustrating yeah there was a lot of back and forth and it went on for so many seasons like it was always back and forth and like the amount of times like you know they were married and then they were divorced but then they were like back in relationship and all this stuff and it was like a lot of craziness yeah that is very true okay well after like I don't even know like basically back talking some people who are not even real I think that about wraps it up for this episode we've covered a lot today like that was a lot about Grey's Anatomy I don't think I've ever talked about Grey's Anatomy no and it wasn't even that long we talked for like what like 30 minutes maybe max like 30 to 40 minutes and like I honestly think that we could still go on about all these characters we will hopefully maybe you know in the future I don't want to jinx it but we could do a part two of this if people actually like it yeah not if you not if you still like April not if you express the same opinions I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna accept that Okay. Um, okay. So as always, we definitely want to hear from you guys too. So definitely be sure to reach out to us if you have any suggestions. We have some cool things planned for the next episode, but you know, we have ideas on our own too, but obviously if there's something that you guys want to see here, if you want to be featured, no fear, definitely reach out to us and we will try and make it happen. Yes. And thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time. Bye guys.